0: It's the fourth and
1: final hour for the TGIF edition of First Up here on TSN 1050. It's Trade Center, fully operational on TSN. Looks like Pierre Dorian of the Ottawa Senators on with James Duthie right now. We've got all-day coverage here on TSN 1050. It's Karolik and Koliakovo until 10 a.m. Festchuk. And Jim Taddy from 10 to noon. you have Al's brother and Julia Sherry on Leafs Lunch. Of course, Matthew Cause and the fellas on Overdrive taking you home tonight. And could be a busy day. I mean, there's been so much busyness over the last couple of weeks. So many trades. So many draft picks moved, including by the Toronto Maple Leafs. They've made significant additions to their roster. What to expect today? Probably not all that much. I mean... Maybe a depth move, but I think Kyle Dubas and his wheeling and dealing has essentially concluded, considering everything he's already done and perhaps the lack of options he has as far as capital. We'll do Wake Up Woodbridge in just a moment. Again, the number is 416-870-1050. And it's a big adjustment, Coco, being in studio versus being at home. because You've got to go to the bathroom. It's like four-minute walk. Yeah, You've got to run like... through. I almost ran over a uh, member of the cleaning staff. Yeah. Like I was like J J Watt trying to get past doing a swim move past her. <laughs> like, I gotta get back. and She wasn't very appreciative.
2: I was just about to turn the corner and I almost got head-on collision by somebody too. It's like that would have been bad for them. And I don't want to run Bill there Garen because, styles. Like, right? usually, like it because of where it is. Sometimes depending on the time of your break, you're running to get there. But I'm in a suit today. Like I I, I wore a golf shirt because I don't want to spend four hours sweating in it while i'm here waiting and then i got to go over there so, so you're
1: changing when you head over to trade center oh yeah i can't wear a golf shirt i got to wear you could a, you could put a
2: and, and uh dress shirt so you know you're walking over there taking a sweet ass time <laughs> and next thing you and know and then I we're back killed
1: all right we've got some calls on the line the number again 416-870-1050 let's hit it it's wake up woodbridge time to make the call now what is this number who might this call i don't know what is this number what is this number
3: wake up woodbridge buongiorno
2: Wake up,
1: Woodbridge! That's right. The Maple Leafs 2-1 win last night in Calgary. A very impressive bounce back following a brutal performance against Edmonton the night before. The Leafs seemingly always win following a loss. Now 8-0 in their last eight games in that situation. And let's head to the phone lines now. Let's start on line one. Chris in Newmarket. You are on Wake wake up, Up Woodbridge. Gentlemen, it's
3: Friday. The Leafs bounce back and win, and I'm first up on first up. I'm feeling good. Yeah.
1: Dang, let's go, Chris. I love it. We're doing good, buddy. How are you feeling about the Leafs at the deadline? Any moves you'd like to see Dubas make happen?
3: I'm feeling pretty good with what they have right now, but I'm very curious. Like I talked yesterday about Austin Matthews, and I'm glad to see he had a better performance, but if Dubas does decide... To pick up another depth forward, do you guys have a specific name or a couple guys that you think he's keying in on? Because to be honest, I can't really think of who they might go for, but I'm curious what you guys think, and uh, TGIF, baby.
2: Amen. TGIF, Thank you for yeah. the call, Chris. Anybody come to mind for you, Coco? His guess is as good as mine. Um, I mean, you're not going to be in for James Van Riemsdyk? No. Um are you in with anybody from Calgary that you just played? See, like, Like, I don't don't know. You don't
1: really need these penalty-killing types. They have so many of them, right? The Lafferty's. Well, I guess you can't, but, I mean, the Lafferty's. You know, they bring him in. Aston Reese, Achari. Like, these are guys who serve certain roles. It's almost more like a skill guy you're looking
2: for. Well, if if you would have asked me yesterday, I would have said it would have been a nice fit to bring in... um, Max Domi? Max Domi, yeah. Right? I mean... There's a, I mean, you're, t- you're talking about bringing back Luke Shen, bring back the oh, homey name. Oh, my goodness. It would have been pretty fitting. But, yeah, I, I don't really know, man. I, I can't think of anybody out there that would, you know, it's, sheesh, move I'd, have the to needle. Go, I'd have to go through the rosters to really think about it. Yeah. So,
1: All right. Well, we'll see. we appreciate the call, Chris. Let's go to line two Richard in Woodbridge. What's up, Richard?
4: Good morning. Good morning, boys. Uh, happy Friday. Richard! (laughs) Uh, Lifetime Habs fan. And you know what? Hang up on this guy. Hang (laughs) up on this guy, (laughs) Chris. I'm going to say it. Uh, Kyle Dubas has done a fantastic job. He went out and got players with purpose. Players that Leafs in in the past have never, ever really went out and got. And uh, I think he did a fantastic job. I don't think there's anything more to do. Uh, I don't really think this team needs a superstar goalie because... If they can defend well, I think they I think they could go all the way, to be
1: honest with you. Wow.
4: You're Richard, the only
1: Habs fan who thinks Richard. that way, Richard. And, and Every other Habs kid. fan I know is like, oh, Tampa's going to smoke them five games max. I,
4: I, I actually don't think that's going to happen. And one other thing, I got a good one. My man, Terry Price, going to the uh, Gary Her- Bettman mullets. For salary, <laughs> wow! Kerry <laughs> Price, the next oh.
2: member of the Arizona—it's not
4: far
1: off. It's going really to happen.
4: Hope, I really hope he plays again, but
2: it's
1: not happening, buddy.
4: Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. What
1: about Muzzin? I mean, Muzzin, he, Muzzin be there, will yeah. be on Arizona for sure. Yeah, Kerry uh, Price will definitely be on Arizona at yeah. some point. It's the worst. Voracek's already there. What a beauty, <laughs> Imagine Voracek! Next is. year,
2: there's going to be. 16 players that make $1 million, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the players all
1: make... Aren't even real. They're yeah. like former players. That's yeah, some sad stuff What's sad going on stuff. in Arizona. Let's go to Mississauga, where Joe is on line three.
0: Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, it was great to see uh, teams actually have to skate with their head up last night. Uh, I, we haven't seen that in a long time. There was, there was enough players on the ice where uh, Calgary had to watch themselves... Uh, We've only had a player or two, Muzzin, um, Bushkin, uh, Simmons, but now we have a, actually a team that I think steered a bit, and uh you got to give Duby's credit. He ticked off uh, all the boxes, and um, goalie situation, a little I don't think they can just pick somebody up, but... Let's hope for the best. Let's hope that the team uh, back-checks and, and protects their, their net liner. But It was just great to see those. Uh, oh, yeah, and I liked the 11 forwards, too. I know it's, it was one game, but Matthews, those guys like ice time, and they were just rolling. It didn't matter who their wingers were. It didn't matter if they were center or wing, but they were really moving, especially in the third period. So it was, it was great to see.
2: Well, Joe, good observation. Thanks for the call. Uh, TGI Fr- TGIF Friday to you, too. Um, look, I mean, I don't think 11 forwards is is, is an ideal um, formation to go with moving forward. Um, I'll tell you my own experience. I hate playing seven defensemen. It's just so hard to stay into a rhythm. I mean, you're, the seventh guy is basically a pigeon. Like, he's just <laughs> taking all the, the bird seeds that are being fed to him. Um, but um, we talked about it. I don't think there's a move for a goalie to be made. Uh, Dubas deserves a lot of credit for the moves he has made, so we'll
1: see what happens today. Looking at the ice time from last night, Marner plays almost 23 minutes alongside Matthews, then you had Nylander at 19, Tavares less than 16 minutes, so it was weird how the ice time was allocated, it was mostly the Matthews and Marner duo who were getting the extra ice as opposed to the Tavares line, and why that is, I mean, night to night it shifts, but when you play with 11 forwards, obviously someone's going to slide in and double shift from time to time. And for last night, it was Matthews. Maybe it's Keith trying to be like, all right, buddy, let's kick in the ass here. Let's get you going. Yeah. And that's been a major subject, Matthews. And, yeah, I think everybody knows, great defensive player, 200-foot guy, uh, does does everything really, really well. But I think at some point in time, you're going to want to see at least – a semblance of the Austin Matthews goal-scoring prowess that we saw last year at some point for this season. Dez in Oshawa, you're on line one.
2: Good morning, boys. How are you? Dez, what's up, man? Big fan of the show. Thank um, you. I'm
5: a big fan of uh, Carlo. I remember you, Carlo, playing.
2: I appreciate that, man. Thank you. The glory days.
5: This, uh, this team is by far the strongest team since I'm age 52, and I remember the 93 team almost making it to the Stanley Cup Finals. This is the strongest team. But I'm going to make a suggestion, and I'm going to hang up the phone, and you guys um, can answer it. What about, I don't know if he's been practicing, but when I've seen him on TV, he's looked in game shape. What if Jason Spezza (laughs) unretires and centers the fourth line? That gives the coach a lot of... um, choices, um, from there. I'll leave that with you boys. Thank you very
1: much.
2: All right. Thank you. Yeah. Well, your boy Spez is coming out of retirement. Nah, that's wishful thinking. Spez is not coming out of retirement at all. And, um, there's a trade to
1: announce. There is. Uh, Let's there get the sound effects. We said over, under, Yes, one and all right, right. we've got one deal. Before, it looks, the, before the show. This bang. is exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. Go
2: ahead. Well, according to the St. Louis Blues, the Blues have acquired Jacob Varana from the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, for a
1: seventh-round pick, and Dylan McLaughlin. Dylan McLaughlin? Oh, I had him pegged as a guy who would go elsewhere, but... I don't know what that means. What St. Louis is trying to do with Verana? Are they gonna flip them? Is they try to resign them? But I, I just heard they're just trying to find NHL
2: players, which is <laughs> that's what, tough for them. Well, which is they're why why, why they picked up Kapanen. Yeah, which is why they're picking up Verana. Like these guys, those are reclamation projects. Well, they're getting a good look at them this yeah. year. Like say, hey, okay, there's a free. This is our free look at them. Let's see what we can do. If we like them, we keep them. If
1: we don't, we move on from them. All right, let's. Have, we have time for one more call, and I apologize to our friend Daryl from Whitby. Next time you call, in, I guarantee we get to you first. Let's go to Guido in Toronto. He's ahead of, of Darrow on the list, so go ahead, Guido.
3: Boys, good morning, good morning. Listen, I couldn't miss this opportunity. I, I, I'm going to go against the grain. First of all, uh, your other caller, he's 52. I'm 53. I've been watching this horror story since the 70s. I will stick with my Leafs no matter what, no matter what. But i got to tell you this. Uh, Kyle Dubas, where were you last year? Where were you the year before? Where were you the year before that? Now, all of a sudden, your job's on the line, Shanahan's feeling the heat. All of a sudden, you start pushing buttons, and other GMs are throwing you a bone here and there. You you wanted, you coveted a guy like Tyler uh, Bertuzzi. You couldn't flip a Leafs first and a fourth or even offer a second to get him? That was what the the price that Boston paid. These guys, they're like politicians. Guys, hear me up. They're like politicians at election time. They come out. They do the press conference. They give the people just a little bit, a little bit of hope. That's what the Leafs have been selling since 1979, a little bit of hope. That's <laughs> it. And you hear all your callers. Everybody's making a dime off of them. Everybody's happy. You need to, I want to see Dubas gone. I want to see Shanahan gone. Give it all to Spezza. This guy's respected. There is no respect in Leafland. Brennan Shanahan never built a team the way he played in the NHL. He went corporate. I've told you guys this before. This is what it is. People, do not get fooled. This is not the Toronto Maple Leafs here. No one's going past Boston. There's not going to be any upset of Boston. They're not going to get past Tampa. I will bet you right now, Tampa is going to go four and out against the Leafs.
1: Ooh, all right. We'll take that beck. We know how much we have on the line here. I'll send you a pizza, boys. A pizza. All right. All right. So we'll make that wager. Guido, we appreciate the call. We're right up against the clock, and we do, we do appreciate you giving us a call this morning. Yeah, we'll wake thanks, up, I, As far as what Guido had to say about Dubis and Shannon, he is spot on as far as, all right, Dubis is a free agent at the end of the year. Better do something here. Better yeah. trade all these draft picks and completely and fundamentally alter the approach that he had for many years. Now, that being said, I mean, it's not like this is the first year they've made moves ahead of the deadline. I mean... They seem they always make they always do something to try to augment the roster. however, this is the first year they've really pushed this whole angle yeah. of tenacity and competitiveness and grit. Think about all these guys they've acquired. That is a very very similar trait. Almost all the, each of those guys has that and also playoff experience as well. so mm-hmm. there is no denying what Guido had to say. Is true with regards to Dubis and Shannon. Whether it's Jason Spetsa who takes over, I mean that seems a little far fetched considering this is his first year in a front office. But didn't Garth Snow do that? I think it's happened. It's probably happened before. It will, it will, happen, it will happen, happen again to GM. But at the same time, if the Leafs flame out in round one and Samsonov is atrocious, I think Dubis will be will will be let go. He won't be retained because that was his biggest bet in the off season. Samsonov and Murray. And if that doesn't work, if that's the reason why they lose, then hell yeah, it's a very reasonable case yeah, that he's out. Right. But I think as far as the forward group he's assembled, the defense core he's assembled, I think you have to give him two thumbs up. But the goaltending, big question mark. We'll see how it fares in the postseason. John Scott, Bryce Salvador still to come. It's the fourth hour of First Up. Trade deadline edition, TSN 1050. Let's welcome in a man who was traded twice in his NHL career, longtime NHLer, host of the Dropping the Gloves podcast, John Scott, back on this show. Good morning, John. How are you? Are we doing in sync references? <laughs> do, you, do you have any other in sync references you can make aside from "bye bye bye"? I mean, it's hard to really conjure up too no. many.
5: Hard to top that one. Thanks <laughs> for having me, you guys. Oh, it's
1: it's always a treat, and we've been. Ta- asking all of our guests. We had Jeff O'Neill on earlier. We talked to Andrew Rakeroth, of course, Carlo here, the co host of the program. Their memories of Deadline Day as an active player. Any stories that you can recall from your playing days? Just how wild and crazy Deadline Day can be for an active NHLer?
5: Well, when I was at Buffalo, they were, my first year, it was a fire sale. Everybody knew they were getting traded, so it was almost. a a giddy type environment in practice that day. And people were making jokes about it. Well, who's going? Who's going? And sure enough, everybody got traded because we had a bad year. It was, I think, the lockout year. So we only played, I think, 40 games. And it was just a strange environment to where we even had Halak come in and he sat next to me and he's like, I'm not even going to unpack. I'm going (laughs) to be gone tomorrow. sure enough, he's gone. It was such a weird thing where we just – got a ton of guys and traded them it was just everybody wanted to get out of there.
2: Uh John let's uh let's talk about uh Buffalo when you were there you played with uh Jake McCabe uh for a little bit did you not? I did, yeah. What do you think about his addition to well, the Maple Leafs?
5: I think it's a he's a great player. And I think we're going to see the real Jake McCabe kind of flourish once he gets to Toronto cuz he's played on two bad really teams. bad franchises. Yeah. You know, and when you're playing on those teams, you're constantly playing on your heels. You're playing from behind. You don't, you're don't. you not aggressive. You're not confident. So I'm excited to see him on a Toronto team where he could just go and play. He knows the team's going to put up four or five goals a game. And he, I think you'll see a little bit more offensive upside. And this guy can hit.
2: Yeah.
5: He's not a Jacob Truba, but he's close. He's a really, really good player. I love this pickup from the Leafs. I he- think he will be... Not more effective than Riley, but gosh, he's going to be a huge part of that defense come playoff time. Yeah,
2: he's looked so good so far, and I played with him his rookie season in Buffalo, and I was raving about him. He's a really good kid. I thought I saw a lot of potential in him. I think he just needed to grow in the right environment. And like you said, it's been tough for him, Buffalo and <laughs> Chicago. And uh, you know, think of what he can do with with this Maple Leafs team. How excited have you been about you know so far with what how with what you've seen so far in the NHL with all the trades that we've seen? I mean, there's been a lot of us in the media that have been barking up the NHL's tree, saying, "Give us more trades. This cap sucks. Look what it's you know look what it's doing to the game." But I don't know about you, but like I've been doing jumping jacks for two weeks because of all the trades.
5: It's been nice, and I think the main reason for it is yeah, the cap. Everyone's trying to squeeze every dollar out of everything, but there's more sellers. I think we're seeing teams that aren't just hoping on a prayer that we're gonna we're gonna make the playoffs and we're gonna go. We're seeing teams that are close, but they're just not kind of getting too excited about it. The Detroit's, the St. Louis, the Nashville's—they're like, you know what? We're not gonna win the cup. Let's just regroup, sell off some of our talent, and then we'll try again next year. Whereas in years past, those guys who have been on the bubble, oh, we might get in, we might get the wild card. They don't trade anybody. Yeah. And so it's it's nice to see GMs kind of just get a taste of reality and, and say, you know what, it, it's not our year. You look at the, just the juggernauts in the East, the, the Boston Bruins and the Rangers and the Hurricanes, it's like we, we can't compete with those guys. So I love it. It's uh, Yeah, I look at the NBA, and I'm like, there's a superstar that gets traded every, every year. Like, can yeah. we can we get that? Yeah. And we finally got it, so it's exciting.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is, and it's great for the game, and it's great for the excitement for the fans of the game, but is what Arizona – Oh. Doing great for the game. Oh, my <laughs> oh,
1: hold on, hold on, John. It looks like Mike Medano's contract was just traded to Arizona. Who knew? It's crazy. Go ahead. Sorry.
5: It's And this this pains me because I obviously played with Arizona for a little bit, a cup of coffee, and I love my time there. It's it's a joke. It, it's a complete just joke to the NHL as a whole. Gary Bettman should be ashamed of himself. He's, he's talking about teams – Using the LTIR to spend more money, and then you have this team, like they're paying more money to guys who aren't playing for them than they are for players that are on the active roster. Whether yeah. it's through the retirement LTIR, this and that, it's it's a joke. They're playing in a college arena. I feel bad for the players on the team. I'm like how can you how can you contend? Yes, they're working
2: hard. I can yes, be excited you know, going to the rink every day knowing that like it's just not real?
5: Yeah. It's so incredibly embarrassing for the NHL that they are a franchise. Get them out of Arizona. It's done. We we tried it. It was fun. I played there. Nobody goes to the games. Yes, there are. There's a little, a little group of fans who are passionate and we love them. But for the most part, every game was a road game for us. The Blackhawks would come in. There'd be Blackhawks fans, and it was the same for every single team. Just just cut the cord. Get out of Arizona. It's so bad that Batman keeps trying to just. Fit a round peg into a square square spot. A round
1: Square into a round hole? I don't know, something are like that. You go. were close. You were close. <laughs> it's early. You were close. It, early. Is early. Early. it is <laughs> early. It is early. Uh, John Scott is our guest. You can check out his podcast, the Dropping the Gloves podcast, and find him on Twitter, at John Scott underscore 32. The Maple Leafs, our primary focus here in Toronto, of course. Big win for them last night against Calgary. All six of the players acquired by Kyle Dubas in the lineup. How much better do you think the Leafs are now, John? And what chance do you give them against Tampa in round one?
5: Oh, I think they, they slay the dragon. They beat Tampa and get that massive gorilla off their back. Wow. I think the issue is Boston. You know, like, can, <laughs> can you get by Boston? That, that's, that's the team in the East right now. But I like Toronto. I said at the start of the year they they definitely will win around, and I have them going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yes. That was at the beginning of the year. That was at the start of the year because I, I, I do like how their team is made. I think Kyle Dubas has done a great job in Toronto. I feel like every year he does whatever he can. He acquires players. He he's doing the best job out of any GM in the NHL. I think over the last three four years, I, I, I love it and bringing in the guys he brought in, getting O'Reilly, getting the defenseman Jake McCabe, even. Guys like Lafferty and Noel Kari, they're, they're good players. So it's just, do you trust the goaltenders? And then can you beat Boston? That's it. Those are the two questions that we have in Toronto, and I don't know the answer.
2: Yeah, look, to think is the season Boston's having, who, by the way, yesterday just uh, hit 100 points for the fastest team in NHL history to do it with 61 games, to think that they got better at the deadline is scary with the additions that they've made with Bertuzzi, Orlov, and Hathaway. Look, the way I the way I look at it is if you're Leafs, you worry about Tampa first and then you when you get to the second round if it's Boston, you got to play a seven game series. So you just you deal with it when it comes. But I want to ask you because the East, they've got these powerhouses. There's six teams in there that are, that are loading up. Well, who do you think's coming out of the West? Who cares? Right? <laughs> <laughs> True. I, I,
5: I was joking with Tim on my show. I'm like, are the West teams even trying yeah, at this no point? Cause they, they, I don't understand. Like, I guess Vegas goes out and get quick, and you know, Max Stomy. I think he's going to Dallas. Dallas yeah, but it's just the, the East is so incredibly tough. Whoever comes out of the East should. And then it's the old conundrum. Is is it because the East is so strong, they're just going to kill each other? And they're just going to be done by the time they get to the Stanley what Cup final? Tampa but out of the- last
2: year. Tampa was taping themselves together in the finals last year.
5: Exactly. So I think out of the West, it's still Colorado. They seem to found their game. They're playing better of late. And no one wants to take over this conference. I don't know Vegas is playing good. I like L.A., what they've done. So... There are a few teams, but it's just—it's not as exciting as the East. It really isn't. Like, mm. are you scared of Dallas and Minnesota and Vegas and L.A.? I don't think so. I think it's still Colorado's conference, but it's the East. Everybody's excited for the East. What do you? What can you do? Every trade was—I know—for the East. Every single one. You. It's it's nuts.
2: Your boy Patty Kane in 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 uh, in New York with Broadway. I mean, what do you think of that move? I love it.
5: And then, did you see ESPN?
1: Dude, it's just yeah. No, I, you're talking about it's, the Rangers being a non-story or whatever, uh, irrelevant. It drives me nuts. slicky
5: anyways, the Rangers are dangerous. Who, who's the best team in the East after Boston? Who do you guys think?
1: Wow. I, honestly, I would go with Tampa. Not saying the Leafs can't beat wow. Tampa, but I mean, yeah. Tampa's been in the Stanley Cup three straight years. Why would I pick against them? Yeah. It's not like they're any worse. Well, they, they have the, they have the best goalie. And probably the best defenseman. And it's not like they're forwards or slouches either. I think the Leafs in Tampa are going to go head to head. It's going to go seven games, and it'll be a one-goal game in Game 7. But, I mean, a- a- until you beat Tampa in the Eastern Conference, they're my pick. Aside from Boston, of course. I'm picking the Rangers. Ooh.
2: Yeah, Shesterkin in that, man. Yeah, that's true. You know, in well, that. you Vasilevsky. Went... Yeah, no, but I mean, like, the, you know, the Rangers went to the conference final. They're coming yep. out of the Metro. The Jer- they're going to play Jersey in the first round. And, look, I'm not counting out Jersey. They've, they're a great team, but not much playoff experience. And then Carolina, like, they haven't really done much to keep up. Maybe they don't need to do much to keep up because they're that good. I'm, go- I'm going with the Rangers, the second-best team. After I the like Boston.
5: the Rangers. I think they're a fun story. They, they have every ingredient that you want, whether it's yeah. defense, forwards, goaltenders. I agree. I got the Rangers coming
1: out of the East, potentially. I don't know. There's so
6: you Yeah, it's so, so
5: it's, it's so hard. Uh, John, it's so
1: hard. John, we'll be sure to check you out on Twitter, at JohnScott underscore 32, your podcast, dropping the gloves. Looking forward to having you on again. Maybe around when Tampa and Toronto are going head-to-head in round one. John, let's do it again then. We appreciate the time. I
2: love it.
5: Thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. And John
1: yeah, buddy. Scott, who I'm looking on his Twitter, has seven kids. What? Seven. I thought he had five. I see father of seven. <laughs> dude. That? He had more during the lockdown? <laughs> oh, during, my uh, goodness. John Scott, <laughs> doing on, work. Man. Good for you. Good for you. Seven. I mean, you have two kids. You're talking about how much you have to do. (laughs) What do you do with seven? God bless. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, That's some good stuff there from John Scott. We appreciate him joining us. We're looking forward to talking to Bryce Salvador, the former captain of the New Jersey Devils, a team that made a huge splash trading for Timo Meyer. What else do they have up their sleeves? We'll get into it next. We are giving away a pair of Raptors tickets. Listen to each hour of the First Up podcast for a clue to the identity of a former or current Raptors player. Once you have all the clues and you know the identity of the player, you'll have until the end of the day to enter at tsn1050.ca for your chance to win the tickets. Here is your clue. The final clue in our Reveal That Raptor contest. This Raptor has a son who also plays pro sports at the highest level. Our floor of First Up continues the trade deadline edition of the program. Aaron Koronek, Carlo Koliakobo. My FanDuel best bets coming up in about 15 minutes. Maybe a look at some Stanley Cup futures, Coco. Hmm.
2: Definitely. I know on Monday, me and you will be doing a deep dive into
1: futures post deadline most definitely and it's very possible that something happens today that could change the course of the rest not only the regular season but of the stanley cup playoffs as well a man who knows that very well is our next guest former captain of the new jersey devils and msg devils analyst bryce salvador on the program good morning bryce Well, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. It is our pleasure, man. Do you think we should be putting some money on the New Jersey Devils to win the Stanley Cup in lieu of the acquisition of Timo Meyer?
6: Well, I think you missed the boat on that. I think we all should put money (laughs) down at the beginning of the season. Yeah, no kidding. Three games in. Yeah, And uh, the Devils fans were chanting, fire Lindy Ruff. So I think that would have been the time to go all in, guys.
2: (laughs) Oh, well. Well, What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So tell us uh, your thoughts on the Devils. Um, Obviously making a big move on Timo Meyer, They are already a great team. Uh, Where does this move the needle uh, for their chances?
6: Well, I think what the move does is really shows, at least the Devils fan base, that the whole process this rebuild process has been expedited and general manager tom fitzgerald rewarded the team for just the way this season has gone and um and, and so i think what we're seeing now is this next step this next phase and this young core saying hey we're understanding how to win we're understanding through this season how to protect leads and come back they have 21 comeback wins the most national hockey league and so they're ready for this next step and having the ability to bring in a Timo Meyer shows that the ownership also being from from the devil's ownership saying, Hey, like we're getting closer. And, and this isn't a, you know, a flashy type of move where it's a a rental. I know the ownership and Tom Fitzgerald, they want this to be a long-term piece that being Timo Meyer. And so whether they go deep this year or maybe it's next year, but you can see that this is a team that's up and coming. They're exciting and they're young guys.
1: Bryce, I don't think anyone's surprised to see what the Rangers have done, bringing in Kane and Tarasenko, of course, the Devils bringing in Timo Meyer, But the Carolina Hurricanes, they did trade for Jesse pooley but and I guess Shane Goss is there as well. But I don't think the impact acquisition that a lot of people were expecting from Carolina has occurred or may occur. Does that surprise you, considering how good they've been all year? Well,
6: Yes and no, but they're kind of a cagey team when it comes to making those type of moves. They don't like to just make big splashy moves. And, um, and I think they're just very confident with their group. Now, you know, when you're inside that locker room and you don't see a big splashy move, it could be maybe a little bit, uh, a little bit of a downer. So I think when you look at the Metro and just how it's become a nuclear arms race this year, it, it could be a situation where the guys inside that locker room, uh, you know, might be a little bit uh, scratching their head saying, Hey, like, well, we didn't do anything here. And that's not to take anything away from Pulley, RV and Gossesphere, but, uh, just when you look at the Rangers, like you talked about what they did, and then the Islanders, you know, tr- you know, classic Lou to start everything off by bringing in Bull Horvat. Um, and then you just look at even what the Devils did. Uh, it's, it's one of those situations where I, if I was a player inside that locker room, I might be a little bit uh, you know, a bit upset that nothing was done at a large scale like the other teams have done.
1: Bryce, you were a leader. You're a captain of the New Jersey Devils for a time, and I'm sure you played a significant leadership role in many of the teams you played on. How difficult is a day like today for someone in a leader position, leadership position, considering the uncertainty and the strong potential that a lot of guys are moved out, especially on some of the bottom dwellers, and even on the better teams, you could definitely see players moved in and out. The stresses of, of today, just take us behind the scenes, what it's like in the room.
6: Well, it's never a fun day, that's for sure. You're going to potentially lose a, a friend um, I was traded once uh, from St. Louis to New Jersey, and so I definitely know how that
2: was. That the Cam Jansen trade?
6: Yes, it was. Oh, (laughs) straight up, straight up, Salvador for Jansen. Wow, two of our
2: favorites. (laughs) Yeah,
6: Yeah, we joke about that all the time, uh, Johnny and myself. And uh, so it's uh, you know, for myself, I was you know, I knew I was going to be moved. I was unrestricted free agent. So for me, when you're in that situation, it's a completely different mindset. You you know you are probably going out the door, and, and everybody on the team understands that as well but when you're in a situation we'll say like the devils where they're adding pieces everybody's young you and it's maybe your first time and and for a lot of the the kids inside that locker room it's their first time going through something where wow there's some major pieces coming in and potentially going out um so it can be stressful uh and and it's just not a fun time from from that perspective but it's the nature of the of the business here, guys, and we all know that. As I see you guys, it's a fun day from the uh, from the media standpoint, <laughs> just understanding what's happening and seeing all the moving pieces. And it's been exciting this trade deadline. Just it's been, unreal. You know, thing, it's been unreal. It's been unreal. Uh, thirty six, thirty seven different movements already, and it's been crazy and it's been fun. And and I just really like how, just from a, now that I'm in the analyst perspective, just how fun the Metro Division is going to be, and and the Eastern Conference. Nobody's going to be happy that. You know, the Atlantic Division, you're going to have one of the, you know, whether it be Tampa, Toronto or God forsake Boston, maybe not, you know, getting to the third round. Like just some of these teams, the powerhouses of of the matchups, the way that the standings are, are shaken out here, you're going to have some real good teams not advancing on here.
2: Yeah. Hey, that's the parody that hockey is asked for. Right. I mean, with all these great teams and. All these great players. Um, you talked about, uh, you know, the 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 day as a player and as a leader. But um, we are on trade deadline day. Do you expect there to be much action around the league, and even uh, you know more in particular with the New Jersey Devils? Do You expect them to make another move?
6: Well. I- Tom Fitzgerald is definitely, you know, he's he's taking phone calls and talking. He's been very strategic in looking for pieces that are not rentals, that can be somebody that could be part of this core group, you know, for the next four or five years now. Having said that, you can always find, I think, a lot of teams looking for those depth pieces, those intangible guys that you might be able to put in, that can play in your Uh, your bottom six, but then if you need them, maybe they can give you some impactful minutes in the, in the second line, first line if there's some injuries. Uh, the Devils, you know, they they also acquired Scott Harrington, but we know that he was uh, picked up uh, on waivers uh, from Anaheim, so they lost a potential depth defenseman there. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if if it's you know looks at adding a, a couple, you know, maybe one or two depth pieces, maybe a goaltender, if uh, you know if someone's looking to give one up, which we know nobody is, um, just because Mackenzie Blackwood. Has been, you know, been in and out of the lineup with injuries. So going into the playoffs was just Vitek Vanacek, who's had a phenomenal season. Uh, I I think it's just a little bit risky just having one guy, Akira Schmidt, come in and he's done a fabulous job when called upon. But, uh, if Mackenzie Blackwood's, you know, going to be, you know, presenting that he's going to be not a hundred percent, then it's tough, as you guys know, for a team to go in with really just one goalie that, you know, hasn't carried a couple of rounds himself knowing that he's got nobody to help him. So, um, so Pitsy still has some work ahead of him. And and that's why when you look at as good as this season has been and adding Timo Meyer, it's the first step is getting to the playoffs and they've done that. Now, can they do some damage in the playoffs without changing, you know, some of the philosophies that Pitsy has where all of a sudden he just, you know, goes all in right now when, you know, maybe their windows next season or the season after to really go deep in the playoffs.
1: Well, I'm sure a lot of Devils fans feeling same way that Leaf fans are feeling. It's like, you know, excited, a, fir- a first-round matchup, definitely excited, <laughs> but a first-round matchup, like, all right, the Rangers? Like, I don't know, we're really good, but so are the Rangers. The Leafs fans are saying, we're really good, but we got to face the Tampa Bay Lightning. So it's the beauty of the Stanley Cup playoffs. There's a lot of good teams in the Eastern Conference. The New Jersey Devils certainly fit the bill there. Bryce, thank you so much for doing this. Enjoy trade deadline and say hi to Cam Jansen for us, all right? I will. Thanks, guys. You enjoy the day, too. All right, it's Bryce Salvador, former Captain of the Devils, MSG Devils analyst. The Bad for Bedard video running on the TVs behind us here in the TSN 1050 studios. You pick up on little... Things you might have missed the first watch through on the first intermission last night, the Leafs and the Flames broadcast. Like Brucey e. Boudreaux, loving it. Look at him; he is just he is feeling the video. And I'm telling you right now, it's some good stuff. It is.
2: It was a masterpiece by James Duthie, created on his own with Lester McLean. And there's a lot of people saying, "Oh, this song. It's too you know." Dinky
1: and you know this, this. Well, no, it's not meant to be the super. It's not right. like a it's Beatles to be song that. here. Well, not quite. It's meant to be a parody, right? That's that's exactly what yeah. I meant to say. A
2: parody, but O Dog's role. If you pay attention to O Dog's role in that video, it's.
1: Outstanding. Yes, it most certainly is outstanding, and he his acting performance was clinical. He put on a true, true, masterful performance. Did the Oda? We encourage you to check it out. We tweeted it out on the First Stop Twitter account, and TSN 1050 has it up. Everybody, TSN has it up on their social media. If you missed it, we encourage you to check it out. Also, we encourage you to check out the best bets. Brought to you by FanDuel. we we'll fill you in on the latest odds in the Stanley Cup playoffs and what I'm liking ahead of a busy slate in the National Hockey League. That's next on First Up. Time now for today's Best Bets. Brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Coco was very impressed with what I saw from the Edmonton Oilers on Wednesday evening against the Maple Leafs. They beat them 5-2. They're rested. They're still at home. And they host Winnipeg tonight. How many for McDavid? You taking over two and a half?
2: Two. He's scoring two for sure. So two goals. Like, seriously, anything you put in front of this guy,
1: he's saying to himself, I'm going to get it. On pace for 69 goals and 158 points is Connor McDavid. Oh, really? Yeah, let's roll with the Oilers over the Jets on the money line. Also rolling with the Carolina Hurricanes on the puck line to win by at least a goal and a half. Arizona's going to be trading away all their players today. <laughs> Who's going to be back? Who's going to be out there for Arizona tonight in front of the 2,000 fans? Will Jake Voracek be playing? Will Shea Weber be playing? Don't think so. Let's take Carolina. And lastly, on the over in Seattle and Columbus. Today's Best Bets brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more and get your winnings fast when you download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. Uh, We're giving away Raptors tickets today, by the way, on the podcast. So if you missed any of our show, make sure to go back in the pod and there is an hourly clue to the identity of a mystery Toronto Raptor. If you figure out who the player is based on the clues, go to tsn1050.ca for your chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Raps and the future MVP, three-time MVP, Nikola Jokic, on March the 14th. Well, Coco, it's almost time for you to make your TV appearance. Make sure to smile and brush your teeth, maybe. Let me see those, let me see those jibs. Ooh! See some pepper in there? Pepper? Some carrots? No, your teeth are looking spectacular. I did eat a donut. Oh, no, there's no donuts, yeah. no. I think the worst thing you could do is go on Trade Center and you have, like... Stuff in your teeth? Something in your teeth. It's like, wow, okay. Well, I'm going to be definitely be
2: caught with food in my face because I did last time. I was, I was, like, in the background. Are you going to try to have a... Like, is there a ketchup on that moment intentionally? No, I made sure... See, this is the thing. When you get an email asking for your meal order... They give you great options, but you pick the one that's less messy. Smart. Yeah, you don't want like a... Because yeah, you don't want to like a, I brought pulled pork
1: sandwich, you sandwich. Know? I brought one shirt. Like, yeah. I don't want it to get <laughs> What a disaster that would be. <laughs> it's like you eat a burger and it just explodes all yeah. over yourself. Don't it's don't like, oh, that. great. Oh, great. So uh, looking forward to that and looking forward to an exciting day. I mean, hopefully we see at least one significant deal and... No disrespect to James Van Riemsdyk or John Klingberg or any of these pending UFAs, but like, I want like a J.T. Miller trade, a John Gibson trade, something like that that has a significant ramification on what happens after the deadline. Because, you know, at 3 p.m. today, your team is essentially your team. And that's exciting. And then we're in the stretch drive here. Eight, 18, 20 games left for that's everybody. in here you right now. We'll the see how relief it plays out.
2: around the league after 3 o'clock. I wouldn't say after 3 o'clock because sometimes there's stuff that trickles in. But the relief once 7 o'clock hits, knowing that everything's done, oh. is significant around the league. Because it's like, okay, I don't have to worry about it anymore. I'm here. I'm there. Wherever I am, I'm everywhere. It just... It just, it's such a settling feeling, and now you can just focus on the group at hand, eliminate all the conversations. You can maybe delete Twitter, too, because there won't be any rumors of people going anywhere, anywhere. How are you so, going to get
1: our great bets on Dump and Chase? What are you talking about? No, Don't I'm, delete Twitter. Well, players, I'm oh, talking okay. about. Not Play, players, players follow this program as well. Yes, yes most definitely. All so, right. well, it's been a splash. It has. Hell of a week. You've got to go over to Hell Sports 2 Trade Center, so get over there, buddy. We'll be watching until, what time does it end? 6? Six, man. Oh, man, good luck. Get this and man got some got Connor coffee. Bedard the, Connor Bedard tonight. He'll United be a central Hats focus. Winnipeg. Uh, on the subject of Bedard, Bad for Bedard, the song by Duthie and McLean. Let's let it take us out. Thanks to Cheese. Thanks to 20 Fingers. We'll be back on Monday at 6. is easy, but winning is hard. I've seen some good ones, man, with this
5: kid's next level. Like all of the Hughes brothers, wrapped in one devil.